Hello, this is Tom McSweeney and you're very welcome to the Maritime Ireland radio show. You're tuned to the voice of peace and good music, coming live from the North Sea all through the night on 259 meters medium wave, the voice of Radio Caroline. The first breach in state control of broadcasting was made in the marine sphere. The pirates, as they were called, radio stations on ships before commercial licensing, which is why later land-based illegal stations were dubbed pirate radio. They were started from a ship anchored outside British limits off Essex on the southeast English coast at Easter in 1964 by Roland O'Rahilly, whose family owned the port of Greenore in County Louth, so he had a head start on outfitting a vessel. The Irishman was joined by Scottish banking heir George Drummond to start Radio Caroline. It used five different vessels during its broadcast history, one of which was the MV Mi Amigo, that started life as a three-masted schooner known as the SS Margaretha in 1921. You heard its final broadcast at the outset of this programme as it sank in the Thames estuary, leaving only the 127-foot-tall mast above the water. The crew of four were rescued by the Sheerness Oradalai lifeboat. Roland O'Rahilly died in April of last year. So this month brings the memory of Radio Caroline, as Justin Marr reports. OK, here we go, at three hours of the best music you ever heard. C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E Caroline, Caroline, Caroline Radio Caroline was the spearhead of the offshore pirate radio movement off the coast of the UK in the 1960s, which aimed to highlight pop music far more extensively than BBC Radio did at the time. It did break the mould in the 1960s, Radio Caroline. Where else could you have heard music all day and all night? Nick Richards is a former Radio Caroline DJ. There's a kind of a buzz you're listening to something which isn't quite strictly legal. I think there's a nice something about that, a little bit of danger, you know, when you're young. It was the only way you could do it because there was only a certain amount of radio stations allowed to exist. But this man Ronan wanted to create a different radio station. And the only way he could do it was stick it on a ship and send it out to sea where nobody could interfere with it. Surname? O'Reilly. Christian name? Ronan. Age? 27. Nationality? Irish. Religion? Roman Catholic. Occupation? Marine broadcaster. Political views? I suppose I'm an anarchist. Caroline was the brainchild of Ronan O'Reilly, who had made his name on the nightclub circuit in London. Disgusted by the domination of the major record labels over the pop music programmes of the time, he decided to set up his own station and provide music that people wouldn't hear anywhere else. Ronan was a lovely man. Sadly, he passed away last April. He would never accept someone saying, it can't be done. Ronan would find a way to make it happen. Ronan had a dream that Caroline was a little bit of freedom operating that nobody could control. And I love the idea that Ronan had of there should be a place in the world for Caroline to continue. We've got to make this work and we can make it work. And I think that was what Ronan was all about. And it was nice to feed off something so positive. 
And as we enter this new phase in our broadcasting history, you naturally have our assurance that we intend to stay on the air. Whilst Radio Caroline was a sensation when it first started in 1964, it was estimated that the station made £7 for every record played at one stage. The British government, although unable to take direct action against the pirates who are in international waters, would respond by introducing the Marine Broadcasting Offences Act in 1967. That would prohibit UK businesses from advertising on offshore pirates. Without any UK revenue, Caroline eventually ran into serious debt and saw both of its ships, Caroline and the Mi Amigo, be seized by a salvage company. For no man will ever forget, Monday, August the 14th, 1967. Radio Caroline would go off the air for four years until Ronan O'Reilly was able to regain the MV Mi Amigo in 1972. Nick Richards would first board the ship in 1979. I remember clearly the first day approaching the ship. The thing that struck me was how small it was. And I thought this is the ship which caused so many problems for the British government. They tried to close it so many times. So many big names worked on board. All this has happened on this ship. But as you approached it, you could see how bad it was. Uh, rust everywhere. The ship was in a bad way. 60 years old, no maintenance, patched up where we could. The problem with the ship and why it hadn't been repaired, there was nowhere to take it in Europe. It was an old ship. It would have cost a fortune to get it back to some sort of uh, seaworthy condition. My latter stages out there, there was no working engine. We had no ship's wheel. Uh, the compass was gone. I think somebody had claimed that in the past. It was it was a hulk of a very rusty 60-year-old ship, but the radio station worked great. Caroline and Mi Amigo invite you to sail away on an ocean of love. The MV Mi Amigo started life as the SS Margaret, built as a three-masted schooner in Germany in 1921. Before becoming the home of Radio Caroline, she had carried cargo around the Baltics and had been commandeered by the German Navy during World War II. The concerns over the safety of the vessel would come to a head in disastrous fashion on the 19th of March, 1980. Nick Richards was on board at the time. I got up on deck and I noticed that there's a navigation beacon, which used to be quite a few miles away, was extremely close. And that shouldn't have been. It was either that was floating around the North Sea or we were. Uh, so the first thing to do was put the emergency anchor chain down. It was tied with rope, but it had actually corroded to the rest it was on. So it took us about an hour with sledgehammers and an axe to get the emergency anchor chain over. We straight away went up to the bridge, spoke to the Coast Guard to let them know what was happening. They were able to tell us that at low water, we'd probably have about half a meter of water under the ship because where the anchor had gone down, it had gone right on a sandbank. As it got later that night, and as the tide changed, there was the four of us in the kitchen or the galley. And we could feel suddenly this rumbling. And it was the ship um, coming off the sandbank. And such a gradual lifting of the ship that it, it began to pound, like the hull was pounding on the sandbank. And we were thinking like, oh, no, what's going on here? And it must have been about half nine, ten o'clock at night. And I looked into the engine room and I could see suddenly there was a couple of feet of water which hadn't been there before. And that was with the electric pump 
pumping loads of water over the side. But water was coming into the ship faster than we could pump it out. So the Coast Guard had sent the lifeboat out to us. It had been just sitting off monitoring and asking us, did we want to come off? And I think it was shortly before midnight we decided, yeah, this is probably a good time to come off. Radio Caroline broadcasting on 319 metres, 963 kilohertz. Well, we're sorry to tell you that due to the severe weather conditions and also to the fact that we're shipping quite a lot of water, we're closing down and the crew are at this stage leaving the ship. Uh, obviously, we hope to be back with you as soon as possible. The MV Miami go would sink the next day. Media coverage seemed to suggest that the station was done for, but Nick Richards wasn't convinced. I kind of thought it may be the end of the Mi Amigo because of its age, but I kind of knew Ronan would pull something out of the bag, which he did about three or four years later, got another ship, launched it, big, tough ship. And the name lives on because it still exists online. They have a small AM uh, transmitter operating in the UK, and occasionally uh, some ex-DJs go out to the ship for a weekend and they do programs from their new Radio Caroline ship. Justin Marr telling the story of Radio Caroline, the radio pirate which inspired the 2009 film The Boat That Rocked. And again, thanks to our listener Eugene Furlong for suggesting that item. Always glad to hear from listeners. And that's all from this edition of Maritime Ireland. Email me on any maritime topic to tomaxweenymaritimeireland at gmail.com. That's tomaxweenymaritimeireland at gmail.com. Or phone and text 0872 555 197. That's 0872 555 197. The Maritime Ireland website is maritimeirelandradioshow.ie. That's maritimeirelandradioshow.ie. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and with a weekly newsletter and daily news. With usual wish of fair sailing, thank you for listening and being part of the maritime community.